we can go in our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 as we get started. And again, you're going to see some things just as Selena and I just endeavor to the best of our understanding to act upon. Uh, just things the Lord has spoken to us, uh, to our own hearts, and then confirmed through other people. And one of them is you're going to see us do more of this tag team preaching together or up here together preaching anytime we're there. Uh, so if she jumps in or I jump in or whatever, nobody's interrupting anybody. Uh, we're just taking a step. We've actually have felt like we should do more of this. But, you know, you kind of don't know if that's you or if that's just whatever. And then we've had a habit. And so we've had a number of people actually come and say, uh, that it's needed, right? That it's needed for multifold. One, uh, for those who may have not heard Selena speak yet. Anybody not know that? So Selena's really over all the years has, has, has got a great teaching ability and a gift from God in her life as well. So we need to hear from what the Lord says uh, through her like we do through all of us. Uh, but the other side of it is we hear more and more people the few times we've done things like if y'all watched our lives on Facebook, I know some of y'all, had done that. Uh, many people said, "Wow, we've never actually seen a couple do stuff together." Is <laughs> we? I know that sounds weird. I'm like going, but it's it's truly one of those things where people say, "Wow, there's y'all actually like each other. Y'all have a good time." And it's so uh, there's a lot that's communicated as well. Yeah. Uh, that's not just the message. And so part of our heart is to help uh, everyone understand that marriage doesn't have to be a drudgery. Exactly. Right, and that when you're married, you are together, right, and it's a joint venture in everything. Well, and one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. And Amen. when we're together, and we know each other, mm -hmm. and we're united at that core level, then the synergy that happens, I feel, is way more powerful than when we stand alone. Absolutely. And so that's one thing we've wanted to model because for every married person here. Um, that is what you guys can have too. Absolutely. Not necessarily preaching, but just how you uh, approach things in yeah. life and how you approach ministering to people in life. You yeah. know, absolutely. So. No, it's very good. So, anyway, so we're going to keep talking along the lines of resource together. Just uh, what you see on the slide: tapping into uh, heaven's supply, the reality that we are already tapped into heaven's supply. Uh, you and I, we are blessed. Uh, but to really, it's our heart and we're teaching the same ideas, the same heart at our Irondale campus uh, because there really is a time in which we're entering as a church family bigger than just us of where the Lord's going to be opening opportunities. He's going to be opening doors. There's going to be things that are coming. I mean, again, just as an example, you know, Audra being out doing missions from us. Uh, there's more of stuff like that. Jacob and Bianca Bain, those who don't know them, but from our Irondale campus, they've just gone full-time into missions in Mexico and are doing stuff there. They're looking at opening more children's schools in like Liberia, Africa, uh, some other places. And so there's a lot of stuff that the Lord is opening and doing, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm expecting us to see more um, home groups that will possibly grow into future uh, congregations come about. So there's the Lord's a moving, yes, right? The Lord's a stirring and the Lord's a percolating and the Lord's doing stuff. And so uh, we're excited to see, but to, to do that, part of that is to realize, A, we can do it. Amen. That it's possible for us all as God does. And then that through the blessing that is in us, we can supply it. Amen. Yes. Amen. Does that make sense? 
Because one of the biggest things that many times it keeps people from stepping out into the things of God, let me back up, is that, well, where's the money going to come from? Yeah. I mean, just being, just speaking straight, right? Well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to pull that off? Where's that, you know, because a lot of us sometimes, I mean, I can barely pay my own bills. How much am I going to do something else? Or, and so we can limit ourselves. And we'll talk about that a little bit this morning. And that's a, that's an old human trait. Right. And, you know, and I'll just jump in right here. So, again, the story that we hear of Jesus and the feeding of the 5,000. Y'all remember that story? Yes. And so Jesus is doing the work of the ministry God had put in his heart to do. People had gone out into the countryside, if you will. They'd gone away from town. There was at least 5,000 men. They, you know, they say there were men and women and children present, but they only counted the men. Right. So there was probably, you know, 10,000-ish people out there at this crusade listening to Jesus minister and doing stuff and they had been there for a while and again there was no resources in that area they were outside of town there was nowhere to get meat or bread or to buy supplies or to no do stuff there was no DoorDash right there was no <laughs> they couldn't call Domino's they couldn't do stuff but it's an interesting thing if you remember in the story Jesus turned to one of the disciples I believe it was Philip because Philip says, hey, Master, we need to let these people go home. It's getting late. Everybody's hungry. There's nothing out here. We need to send them away. And Jesus says, well, you feed them. Right. Right? You do this. So you've seen the need. Right? You've seen something that needs to be done. And it's a good thing to do. Now you do it. Right? Guys, you know, y'all hear me say this many times. You know, I, I call it things that ring the bell of your heart, right? You look up and you see something that's a need. You see something that needs to be done and something inside of you goes, we got to do that or somebody needs to do that yep. or why isn't anybody else doing that? <laughs> why, why, why isn't the church doing that? Or Well, those things ring. You see something. I, I, I've told this story a number of times. I've probably told it here. I can't remember, but my father-in-law at the time, Selena's stepdad, when they were pastoring in Guatemala, they needed ushers. So I still call him dad, even, even though we're not in a relationship with him anymore. But So dad did this thing where he took candy wrappers and he threw them in the foyer of the church on the floor. And then he went and he hid in the broom closet that was right there. And he was watching the door. You know, and then as people would walk in the, the church buildings, you know, some people walked in, they never even saw the candy wrappers. They just walked in. They weren't being lazy, they weren't being negligent, they just literally that be you. and yeah. so be, <laughs> they literally walk in didn't see it you, you just, there's a pair of shoes and socks there Brad, oh, oh where? where? I'm like, literally right there. <laughs> <laughs> so she's trying to get me better about that but, uh, but then other people walked in and they were like oh, the church is dirty mm-hmm. and they start picking up the, the candy wrappers and dad would step out from the closet and said hey brother, sister you ever thought about being an usher? <laughs> you, ever th- you ever thought because you see something that others didn't yeah. not because they're uncaring unloving uncompassionate it's just literally the gifting the calling the things we see it and it rings our heart and we think something needs to be done well that was philip right Yes. Philip was there that day. He looks up. Now, there was, again, there's 12. There's even Jesus there, right? And there's 12 disciples there. And nobody else is saying anything but Philip. That's right. 
Philip comes up and says, these people are hungry. We need to let them go home. We need to let them go get food. They, we can't treat people like this. They've been with us all day. It wasn't that Jesus was being uncompassionate everybody else, but Philip saw something. Yeah. Well, Jesus did to Philip what he does to us. Mm-hmm. He says, well, okay, you go do something about that. Then. That's right. Right? You do something. You step out. Okay, you see this need. You feed them. Well, then Philip does what so many of us do. Philip then turns and looks at the bank account. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um... <laughs> yeah. So he turns and looks and says, Lord, if we had 200 denarii, which again, I, I believe Philip wasn't just making that number up. I think he literally went to Judas. And this is a Bradology, right? So mm-hmm. he literally goes to Judas and Judas and says, Judas, how much money we got in the money bag? And Judas does the count. We got 200. Right, so Philip's like, well, man, if we even if we cashed out the bank account, there still wouldn't be enough money, right, to do what needs to be done with the bank account. Right. Uh, and many times that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We look at our resource of today to determine what we can do. And the lesson of the feeding of the five thousand is to get us to not look at our resource, but to look at heaven's resource. Right to look at where we're tapped into and not let today's bank account number determine what I'm going to do for God. That's right. But let what registers in my heart determine what I'm going to do for God. Guys, that's a huge paradigm shift. Huge. Yeah. And, it, and it really does take a, a re-centering of our habits, you know, because we, we will. We will look at the bank account and go, you want me to do what? I, it's not there. But, but it's, so if we can just make this one little shift over to, it's not according to my bank account, it's according to you. So then, then now, now what, Lord? Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, because then and back into the story, right? So, so then Jesus says, well, what do you have? Exactly. So apparently in this, again, in my, we read it, it's just a few verses, but I think this probably went on for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, you know, Philip comes to Jesus, Jesus, these people hungry. Jesus says, well, you feed them. Philip starts trying. Mm-hmm. He goes and looks because we ain't got enough money in the bank. And well, what do we do? And he finds, a, you know, again, he finds a boy like in Alabama. If this happened in Alabama, he found a little boy who had two sardines and five Ritz crackers, right? That's what <laughs> was on hand. The kid brought his little lunch, you know, had two sardines and five Ritz crackers and, and his Lunchable, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that was there. And, and he said, well, this is what I found. And then Jesus says, well, let me show you what I can do with what you have. Yes. See, and that was the lesson of the Mm 5,000. Is the Lord highlights things in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And then he shows us if we'll take what we have to him, Mm -hmm. then he will use what we have. See, guys, listen, God never asks us to do stuff with things we don't have. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh huh. Think maybe that person brought the two fish and two loaves and kindness of another person. They said, I have this, I can bring this to it. Or is it just literally he just broke off the But he literally broke. So, so Kurt, in this case, it didn't end up being like a potluck. So, I have this little grapes and I have this. No, it was that they apparently went around and the only food present was that little boy's lunch. Okay. 
was literally, because that's the miracle of multiple. Now here, to, to, a little bit of what you're saying, Curtis, like this. So who fed the 5,000? Who fed the 5,000? Jesus didn't feed the 5,000. The little boys did. The little boy, but Philip still did. Yeah, because Philip had had five. Well, because Philip found something, found what they had. Something to start with. And brought what they had to Jesus. All Jesus did was pray over it. Mm -hmm. All Jesus did was bless it. That's a good Then point. turned right around and gave it right back to Philip and said, okay, there you go. And then Philip and the disciples began to break what they had mm -hmm. and share it. The only other thing that Jesus did was is he put a little organization into the mix. He said, sit them down in 50s and 100s. Mm -hmm. Kind of get this big group broke up into some serviceable size mm -hmm. chunks of people. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, that's a whole other message for a whole other day. Right? But... At the end of the day, what happened was is all Jesus did was put the blessing on what they had. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then they as then they had to take a bit of a step of faith and go, okay, well, I'm going to go work with what I've got. Yeah. I'm not going to work with what I don't got. Again, in the church world today, the biggest thing I have seen is so many believers. Mm -hmm. They they think God is asking them to do something with what they don't got. Mm -hmm. Amen. And therefore, what they do is they self-edit themselves out of the plan of God for their life. Right? I mean, some years ago, when we were still up at the community center in Mount Olive and Heather and Dusty were with us, I loved it. Heather, you can probably go back on the podcast and find it, but Heather did a, a great message on the when thens. Mm -hmm. Right? And she did this whole message that so many people do. Well, when I get X, Y, Z, then... I'll go do X, Y, Z. Well, when I get that raise, well, mm -hmm. then I'll do this. Or when this happens, then I'll do. And how many of you notice the when thens never happen? No. They just never do. That's right. Even if, even if the money comes in, we haven't developed the habit of doing what we can with what we've got today. So therefore, all we do is we just do more of the same with just more extra. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And that's all of our habits we have to watch. That's why, again, this lesson I think I want to talk about is, is we have to start as we shift in some of the stuff. And we're talking about the blessing and now what does the blessing look like expressed. Mm -hmm. It has to begin with an attitude of our heart that, okay, God, I'm not going to wait for someday to start. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm going to start today. Right, yes. I'm going to do something with what I have. Amen. Right? Again, well, I think we shared it on, I've shared it a few times. It's so fun. I preached so much last week. I hadn't preached that much last week in a long time. <laughs> preached like four times and all these different things. It was great. So if I've said this again, you need to hear it again. It bears repeating, right? But it's like the, the example in, um, of, I think it's 2 Kings around the fourth chapter when it's the prophet Elijah and the widow woman with the jars. Y'all remember right. The widow woman had uh, a problem. She had a, a debt issue, and they were going to come, and they were literally going to take her sons away and sell them into slavery. Right. So she was in a hard spot. So she goes to Elijah, the man of God, and she says, hey, this is the situation. They're going to come and take my sons. I'm a widow. Then that will make me destitute, all this kind of stuff. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Would you remember what Elijah's first answer, his question was? Mm -hmm. What do you have? What's in your house? Mm -hmm. 
Right? So you're going to see this pattern throughout Scripture. Yeah, Moses. Moses. The staff. Well, that's a great one, right? Yeah. Moses, when God calls Moses to leave Israel, you know, that burning bush experience. And Moses, like so many of us, Moses begins to offer his list of excuses. Yeah. I can't to, because, I can't because, because, because. <laughs> yeah, of why I'm not qualified to do this, mm-hmm. right? And then he comes up and says, well, what? And God says to Moses, what's in your hand? And Moses says, well, it's my staff. Mm-hmm. And God says, well, let me show you what I can do with what's in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, God never asks us to begin anything uh, without mm-hmm. saying, well, what's in your hand? Yeah. From a place of deficit. Yeah, he never starts you. Does this is this helping yeah. today? Mm-hmm. So where we are right now, wherever we are right now, whoever we are right now, whether you're here watching, listening, whatever, um, you know, wherever God's got, it, you can start today. Mm-hmm. You can start today with whatever that dream is that you're seeing in your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. So start by saying, "Well, what's in my hand?" Because the blessing will attach itself to what you have, right? It will never demand of you to produce something that you do not have. Amen. Does that help? Yes. The blessing flows and it attaches itself to what's in your hand. Yes, so good. So what's in your hand? What can you do? Yeah. Right? What can you give? Right? What can you put your hand? What, What is there? What is available? Start there because the blessing will attach itself to that. Does that make sense? Yes. I know this is all extra or so free. Good. This is okay. So good. I mean, yeah. so remember, we're talking about this because we're, you know, I'm using my legs as an example. You know, we started with the whole idea that the left leg of our financial foundation is we have been blessed. Yes. Hallelujah. Right. Then, then the kind of the right leg of our financial foundation is God has good works prepared for us to do. That's kind of where we're still talking. Right? And the blessing is there to supply the good works, and the good works are there to carry the blessing. Yes. So they're your, they're your two legs that your financial. And so many people, again, especially, and I'm speaking to a big crowd, and, and I hope I don't keep getting blacklisted from places, but I mean, I come from Word of Faith background. And so many times, the reason why our Word of Faith brethren aren't experiencing what we've taught them for so many years is they're just trying to get blessed so they can stay home. <laughs> right they're, they're, they're a lot like the again another story from Jesus they're a lot like that rich man who woke up and said woohoo the blessing has worked I am prosperous I have got all the stuff I could ever need or want I'm going to tear down my barns I'm going to build bigger barns and I'm going to eat drink and be merry I'm going to kick back and relax sure and chill and coast through the balance That's of right. my life. And God says, well, you, you fool. You don't understand that actually tonight you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I know. And tonight you ain't going to make it past. You're going to see the big barns. But see, so many people, when we talk about the quote-unquote prosperity message, it can, it can be interpreted as I'm going to go build myself some big barns. I'm going to get me some good toys. I'm going to sit back. And we wonder why we don't see it. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's not, not that God doesn't want you to enjoy life. He does. Mm-hmm. But you were blessed mm-hmm. for good works. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And from your good works, 
you express and carry the blessing. Yes. Amen. D does that make sense? And that's what you stand on financially or prosperity-wise. You stand on the foundation of I have been blessed by God for something. So just as an example, because I, sometimes we, we hear that and we're like, so what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So I'll just share with you what we are walking through right now about this and what stage we're in. And again, I feel like the Lord does things in us so that we can kind of just be a half a step in front of you guys and show you how we're doing it and, and how it's done. But, you know, uh, we've had our, our on our heart, we've had books we need to write more books we need to you know if we're talking to a young mom okay well this is a great one-on-one -on -one conversation but if i could put some books in her hand then she can go study more about it and then she can ask me more questions so that's the kind of thing we've been having on our heart for years now that's a good work mm -hmm. okay but all along the way you have to keep your head in the game i am blessed what do i have well, I have these experiences and these leadings of the Lord and this wisdom he's given me. And it all goes back to him, right? So it's wow. him who gets the glory. It's yeah. beautiful. Okay, well, I'm going to take that and I'm going to take a step of faith and I'm going to write a book. Okay, well, first you write it on your computer and it sits there for a while because then you realize I need an editor. I need a layout person. What else do I need? I don't even know what I need. So, but you, but guess what? But that's a good work, and it's yes. it's worth pursuing. It's worth going after, and and it's what you have in your hand, and it's blessed. And so then every step of the way, it's been a beautiful experience and adventure of faith with Holy Spirit, because I I had no idea what I was really walking into. I just. You know, I have this. I'd like for this to be a blessing to more people. And he has been blessing it. Yeah. And he has been bringing the right people along. And he has been bringing, uh, you know, just in this last trip, we met all the people that online have been helping us. We met them face to face. We started building a relationship with them because we're like, because by faith, we know this is not the only book we're ever going to write. And we really want to keep going because there's more good works prepared for us. So see how... There's been a growth in our mind and, and in the understanding of there's good works prepared for us, but we're blessed. So whoever we need, the resources mm -hmm. or the people, God will bring when we have that bridge to cross. Yeah. And he has been so faithful, faithful. to do that. And so, yeah, it's, it's like every, every dream that you have, it's almost like giving birth to a baby, right? It's like you're nurturing the, the thought in your mind and all these other things, but it's a good work. It needs to come to pass and you start imagining it and you start, again, all the things we've been yeah. teaching about imagination and all of that come into play here. That's why this is such an important uh, message at this moment because yeah. you are ready to hear this. That's right. You are ready to implement this, but it is a step of faith every step of the way. Yes. And what that looks like is not... Oh, there's a precipice. I'm just going to step out. No, it just means you are not looking at what the world says. You're not looking at how they say it has to be done. You're going to the Father. You're constantly going to Him, right? Because in the world, you look at your bank account and then you feed the people. That's what the world does, but not with Him. He's like, look at what's in your hand. Oh, this is what's in my hand. Okay, I'm blessing it. Oh, it's blessed. Okay, now break, break and do something with it. Oh, okay. But there's, if you notice, there's a method. There's, I'm yeah. not saying formula. I'm saying there's a step by step. Yeah. Sometimes we think, yeah, there's a preparation. 
there is a, a back and forth conversation with the Lord, but it's just beautiful, faith filled. Yeah. So that's kind of what, just an example of what yeah. this could look like in an area like that. Well, and it's kind of, and again, to speak into that, you know, and you know, ours is the book thing. Yours yeah. may be something different. Totally. Furniture. Now, now with that, I believe every believer has a book in them, personally. Yeah. That's a personal belief, not a biblical belief, just a brand belief. Not yeah. that, so I'll just leave that right there, right? But, yeah. um, but I mean, ours is this with writing books. Yours, my, I mean, a few weeks ago, we kind of went around the room, mm-hmm. right? Y'all pick on Kirk. Kirk mentioned he wanted a place to have land and a place where kids could ride four-wheelers and mm-hmm. dirt bikes and do different stuff, right? So that's the same. That's a good work. John mentioned he wanted to buy gas for everybody, right? Yes. <laughs> I think there was a more immediate line for John's dream, right? Yes. <laughs> but does that mean we all had these different things that are there? We'll talk about that in just a minute. But like in this example, you know, we did that. We kind of were more like Philip because yeah. we found that God brought us all these people and they came to the question, well, how many books you want printed for, first? Yeah. So we went to the bank account and they start <laughs> based our number off the bank account. Yeah. Said, well, we're going to get 300. And, the, and that were, night, that night, Andrew Womack said, <laughs> you guys need to all think bigger. It's not about your bank account. Don't you be looking at your bank account. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> so we went down and said, okay. So we doubled it. And that's a big, that's a step. That's, big step, that's right. a step for us, right? Now, again, I appreciate my wife because she says, well, how many, you know, and she goes, Brad, how many do you think? I'm not going to tell you my number. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of fun. Wife, you know. So I, I, I'm coming, well, I think maybe a double, you know, d- double, you know. And, and she goes, oh, I was thinking like 15,000. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, okay, well, we're. You just lost me. You stripped all my faith hooks off right there. So, so I said, we're so going she, with your she number. came to the lesser. She came down. I was to like, the absolutely. Let's just go there. It's all good. But some of those things, well, again, and yeah. that's that we use that, well, whatever your dream is. Yeah. But, but it all, and what I want to talk about this morning a little bit more, um, and what we're doing. So for about the next 20 ish minutes, we'll talk and then we'll take some time of meditation on this and see. So when we come to that, I really want y'all to again to be taking some time at the end of our service here. They're going to play. To, we're going to use meditation, our imagination, and I want you to think of what is the good work that God is asking you to do, mm-hmm. right? And again, and some of the, and again, sometimes what we do is if we're not we're like Philip, we will try to go to the bank account. Again, I can speak. Sometimes, like others, we go to age. Mm-hmm. I'm too young. I'm too old and all kinds of stuff in between. I'm too busy. We go to time. Uh, That's to, what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, we go to time. We look at the bank account. We look at time, age, all this. We look at all kinds of stuff and they the become limiting time. things. Yes. Instead of just saying, Lord, show me the good work. And what I'm going to commit to do today, and we'll talk about it, is what is the first seeds. <clears throat> I can sow towards that good work. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at this. Back, I told you in Genesis chapter 1, just didn't leave you hanging. We've gone over this for, for some weeks, and we'll still, you know, it says in uh, Genesis chapter 1, uh, you know, verse 28, we famously know God says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. After us, he'll have dominion over all the earth. Jumps down to verse, uh, that's 26, verse 27 says, So God created man in his image, and his image he created them. Male and female, he created them. So again, this is a uh, non-biased discussion. Mm-hmm. God doesn't play favorites. Mm-hmm. 
God doesn't say I like boys more than I like girls. Mm-hmm. Or I like this group more than I like this group. Or I like this ethnicity more than I like this ethnicity. Here we see God says, no, it's all equal. Mm-hmm. Right? Then it jumps down and it says um, in verse 28, it says, so then God blessed them. We talked mm-hmm. about that already, right? So God's intent from the beginning was he blessed man. And then he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, right? Have dominion over it, subdue it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, and I want you to meditate on this in the coming days. There's five commands that come out of this blessing. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Then it says subdue and have dominion. Three of those are over half. Talk about God's desire for quantity. Mm-hmm. That God is a God of multiplication. Mm-hmm. God is not a God of let's just barely get by here. Let's see how little we can do. From the command in the beginning, God's command was multiply, be fruitful, fill it up. Mm-hmm. Right? Even back to our whole story of the, bat, of the little boy and the fish, you remember how many baskets were left over? Twelve. It said Twelve. So Jesus took two sardines and five Ritz crackers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Fed and by the time he fed those thousands of people, mm-hmm. there were still 12 baskets, one for each disciple to take back to this little boy's house, mm-hmm. right? Or wherever they took it. Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't just do a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. God is always a God of multiplication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jokingly say he's not a God of addition. Yeah. Amen. God is not in the mindset of just adding one a more. couple of more or one more thing to mm-hmm. you. God is always in the mindset of multiplying you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of being fruitful with you. That whole word fruitful, you can think here in the South, you know, think apple trees and pear trees. I forgot who I was talking to. And somebody said, y'all better come help me get the pears off this tree because the limbs are all going to break. Mm-hmm. Right? It's such, it's so, wow. their tree is so weighed down well, that's fruitful. Mm-hmm. So that's the imagery when God says, I want you to be fruitful. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wants you to bear a lot. Mm-hmm. I want you to fill the earth. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? That's yeah. awesome. So I want you to think about that. But let's keep going. And it says that. And then it jumps down in verse 29. And God said, see, I have given you every herb. Now notice this. That yields seed, which is on the face of the earth. And every tree that fruit yields seed so this shall be for your food now here's the thought that came to us this week as i was thinking on this is so we know in i believe it's in second corinthians when paul says right that god gives seed to the sower and what else and it says and bread for food yeah so see when we talk about god's blessing being on us god's blessing will produce for us that which sustains us and that which we can sow. Mm-hmm. Always with God, there will be that which will feed you and your future all together. Mm-hmm. So again, I want you us to begin to look at, again, when you go back here a little bit and you begin to look at what's in your hand, We need to look at what's in our hand with this kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. That whatever I have in my hand 
it's my food for now. It will take care of me today. Yeah. But also in this is seed. Yes. Do y'all see? See, God's provision always comes packaged together. And isn't it interesting that even in creation, right, Paul said to the Romans that if we look at creation, creation tells us and shows us God's heart. Mm -hmm. Right? In the sense of, do you realize that only mankind makes seedless fruit? Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Uh-huh. Only we do. Only we, literally, because we're inconvenienced, yeah. do we make seedless watermelon. Because nobody wants to spit anymore, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right? Only we make seedless grapes. Only we try to make seedless citrus fruit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Only, only man does. Mm-hmm. See, the, the mentality of fallen man can be, I just want to consume it all consume, today. Consume, I'm consume. not thinking about my future. Yes. Again, the classic, gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Right, I just want to eat it all up today and I don't want to be bothered by having to think or deal mm-hmm. with my future. That's right. Because I've been trained to just think about today. That's good. I've just been trained to survive and get by with them. Yes. But even God in his creation, again, just can you I, mean, I like watermelon like y'all. Anybody else like I like water? You know, but even yes. in watermelon, imagine the old school watermelon that's just packed full of seeds. Yep. And you'd have to kind of <laughs> worry it around in your mouth. You swallowed some, you'd spit some out. Anybody else, you know, yes. the kids, you get to spit and comp, how far can you spit and all this kind of stuff that goes on. But just think about that. God created the food to make you think about your future. Yes. yes. Because while you are enjoying the provision of today, the creation itself was teaching you, but hey, you can plant that and have something for later. Not only that, but, you know, it says the righteous man leaves a right uh, inheritance for his children's children. So it's not even I'm thinking about my retirement. Yeah. I'm not even just thinking about my future. I'm thinking about my future. I'm thinking about my kids and their kids. I'm thinking down the road. Yeah. Right. Because, see, God and that stuff, he, and that's, that, that's God's uh, M.O., right? That's how God works in all of Christ. He, he, in that fruit, he was taking care of you in this moment. And in that fruit, he was providing you the seeds that would take care of you for the future. Mm. All of God's provision works that way. Mm. Every time God blesses us, there's always something in it that can be enjoyed today, that can satisfy for today. Yeah. But always in it is a seed for tomorrow. Yes, amen. And we have to have the wisdom to realize that, yeah. right? And we have to, when we, and I'll just boil it down to money, not because we're trying to be money hungry, but because we all make money. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's why when we talk about something, we talk about relationship, for example, with our money, mm-hmm. and we get paid, mm-hmm. right? We need to sit there and we need to, as we budget or as we think about our spending, mm-hmm. we need to be processing well lord what part of this is the seed right just as much as if i was eating a piece of watermelon i would be worrying out not you know what i mean by worrying not in a negative sense i'd be working out the Mm -hmm. seed Mm -hmm. right well the same thing when god gives us a provision of finances we need to with him work out the (laughs) seed part right yes and say well lord what part of this that you brought into my life today is the seed for tomorrow. Amen. 
Does that make sense? And when God gives us new opportunity, mm-hmm. right? What part of this job is, okay, it's taking care of today, but what part of this job? Because there's seed for my future in the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an example is, is like here recently, y'all know I've been working at the bakery and the restaurant, mm-hmm. different stuff like that. Well, they came up and they said, well, hey, we need you to take this thing called Serve Safe, right? It's a test you take, so you, I guess you don't kill people. I don't, I'm about to go find it, find it out tomorrow. I'll let you know. And so, but it's supposed to be where you know how to handle food and you do stuff. Well, this is something that will go with me, mm-hmm. right? So when you can look at stuff, oh, well, an opportunity comes up, and they say, hey, I need you to take time out to go get trained. Well, I can either look at that as, well, man, if I go to this thing tomorrow, it's going to back up all my paperwork I got to do, and I'm going to be a day behind, and I'm going to be inconvenienced because I got to go. Or I can sit there and say, "Well, wow, here's an opportunity for me to add something to me that's a seed for the future." Mm-hmm. Do, do, do y'all see? So it's it's all even in our job. This this pattern I want us to be aware of when we're praying and talking to Father that this pattern will repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Because that's how God created the earth to work. There's always provision for now in everything God blesses us with, but there's always a seed in it for the future. So we're going to God to say, well, what part is my food for today? And Lord, help me not swallow all my seeds. We always have seed time. Always. Well, let's go. And you said that. Go to fast forward in Genesis to chapter 8. Is this helping anybody this morning? This I'm going to try to lay some ground because as we move forward in the weeks ahead, we're going to start on Sundays like this. We're going to start laying down some uh, meditation thoughts and principles so that when we come to Thursdays here or Tuesdays up at Jasper uh, or wherever else the Lord will lead us and do stuff, that now I want you all to begin to ask questions and let's put flesh on this for people's lives. Does that make sense? Because sometimes we come into church too and, and... we as preachers can get up here and say all kinds of neat stuff and all right, have a good week. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody walks away and goes, Well, that was that was, that was good, but now uh, what? Now what? Yeah. Right? And so I really want to help process the now what. So okay, does that make sense? So but look at this. Back to this Genesis chapter eight, just to fill you in for time's sake, the, the flood has just happened. Noah and his family have been on the ark. The waters have receded, he's let the dove out and it didn't come back and it's time to get off the boat and to resume life. So at the very end of chapter 8 and verse 20, it says, So Noah built an altar to the Lord and he took of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings to the Lord. And the Lord smelled it as a soothing aroma. And the Lord said in his heart, now notice this, God didn't say this to Noah. God said this in his heart. Right, So this is, this is an inner working of God talking to God. I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Come on now. That's amazing. Come on. Y'all look at me kind of strange. Mm. <laughs> you understand? God said, I'm not going to die. He's back to blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, God's like, good. This is cl- I'm back to blessing. Because remember, the wickedness of man had grown great. The wickedness of man had exceeded, it said, till every day, all day long. It says all the people before the flood thought about was evil continually all day. And they lived for like a thousand years. So if all you're doing is thinking bad all day, every day for a thousand years, to jokingly say by the end of your life you could get really good at being really bad. 
And so now sin has been taken. This is all a type of Jesus, Mm y'all. Sin has been wiped out. Mm -hmm. Sin has been taken care of. God has proverbially hit the reset button and things are restored. And notice where God's heart resets back to. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. God's default mechanism is I will no longer curse the ground for man's sake. Mm-hmm. I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imaginative of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy everything as I have done. Notice verse 22. While the earth remains, now again, God's still talking to himself, mm. seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night, these shall not cease. Mm-hmm. So now notice this pattern, right? So God says, A, we're right back to what we said before. I'm here to bless. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to curse. Mm-hmm. Again, fast forward, remember Jesus, right? Baptism was given, I believe it in one of Peter's letter, like the waters of Noah is like our water baptism. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know, so now because of Jesus, see, this was a temporary reset. Jesus did an eternal reset. That's right. That's right. Amen. Jesus does an eternal reset, takes away man's sin. So now God sits in this posture permanently Mm -hmm. because of Christ. Mm -hmm. God sits in this posture as I am here to bless. Mm -hmm. I'm here to pour out blessing. I'm here to just bless Mm -hmm. because my son has made an eternal reset. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad about that? Amen. So I'm trying to build that up, that you are blessed, Mm -hmm. right? And so, but here, but God says, hey, listen, but while the earth remains, this concept of seed time and harvest, this concept, like we said before, that provision and seed will run together as long as the earth remains. Mm -hmm. So even still today, all these thousands of years later, This concept of God provides for our today and inside today's provision is the seed for our tomorrow. That will never cease. And that's why so many people today, they live in such uh, financial challenging situations is because they're just just eating all the grapes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? They're they're just consuming. Again, statistically it says... Of middle to lower income homes, 70% of middle to lower income households live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, then we sit there and say, but here's the, one of the shocking fact. You go to upper middle income to lower higher income homes, it's 80%. So even when we drive through the quote unquote nicer neighborhoods and we see whoever with their bigger whatever, many times they're worse off than we are. It's just bigger numbers. It's just bigger numbers. It's just, large, it's just more zeros. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. But, so that means 80-ish percent of America lives paycheck to they, they They have no seed, spiritual or natural, mm-hmm. that they've set aside. All they have done is consume everything that comes in. Oof. They've never done it. And all throughout Scripture, the Scripture teaches us you lay up seed for tomorrow. This is not just a spiritual concept. And that's why, again, as we talk about this, and y'all help me if I'm doing it real good, I want this series, even though we're going to talk about giving and all that kind of stuff, all we've ever done in church is just talk about giving. Mm-hmm. 
We've never talked about the other parts of seed life. The other 99%. <laughs> yeah, well, if we take tithe as an example, yes. we've highlighted 10% of a financial plan and forgotten to talk about the other 90% of the financial plan. Yeah, come on. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's why we as a church by and large, you know, came to, that's one way we failed people. Is all we've done is just talk about the ten percent like it was everything. Now, y'all, please, it's important. Yeah. It's a piece of the seed. Again, I don't. You know, again, if you bit into a grape and there was a bunch of seeds in there, one of the seeds could be like giving in church and tithing and all that stuff. But you got a whole bunch of other seeds you got to talk about too. Yeah. Saving, and investing, creating new opportunities for business. Creating new industry, right? Funding new technology. There's there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's just as much in the Bible mm-hmm. as well. Make sure you give your ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very good. Um, I don't know how you talked about a couple years ago, one raising children, mm-hmm. finances are two things that people don't really yeah. like. That's a, but if we had been taught, or you know, if they had been taught, it'd be much easier. Absolutely. Well, that's why, again, as you're saying, Brother Hagin used to teach us years ago, if you want to make people mad in church, you all got to talk about two subjects. Talk about their money, talk about their kids. (laughs) You talk about either one of those, you can make folk mad. Right? So I'm not trying to make nobody mad, but I am trying to bring us into it. It's bigger. And the purpose of it is bigger. Yes, so much bigger. But we have to understand how God, again, how God thinks within himself is... I will give them today's provision, and inside of today's provision, I will always give them the seed for their tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seed time and harvest. These things. Mm-hmm. Will ne- and again, and this, is why we, this is another verse. This is a total parenthesis. And this is why you don't have to worry about global warming. This is why you don't have to worry about heat waves. Right. Why you don't have to worry about climate change. That's right. Because God said, as long as this planet remains, it's going to get hot and it's going to get cold. Yes. As long as the earth remains, it's going to get hot in the summer. It's going to get cold in the winter. And and as they know, a hundred years and and some years will be hotter than others, and some years will be colder than others, and it'll it'll constantly cycle. Yeah. Right. So you don't have to worry about we're going to burn up. One day it will burn up, but God has the match. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Not us. We don't got the match, but God got the match, and one day the earth will burn, but that's. Yeah, we won't be here, and God's got the match. Does that make sense? Is that all clear? So anyway, but let's continue. So look at the first verse of of chapter 9. Yeah. So God blessed Noah. So do you see this pattern? Just eight chapters in, right? In in chapter 1, God blessed man, said be fruitful, multiply, and then said here's the seed. Here's the food, and here's the seed. Here in chapter 8, God says, okay, here's the food, here's the seed. That's never going to go away. So God blesses Noah, and what does he say? Repeat those words. God blesses Noah and his sons and says, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Anytime you see God repeating himself, pay attention. Yes. So what is God's attitude towards us? Be fruitful. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So God doesn't just want us to skimp by. And his blessing is not there to just barely get us by. Yeah. 
right? Even in the church world around at large, sometimes we can take, well, I'm blessed. And what people can mean by that is, is I just barely made it, right? <laughs> I slid into home and I was safe. By the skin of my teeth. By the skin of my teeth. We just barely made it. Man, we sure are blessed. We barely made the house payment. Man, we sure are blessed. We barely made this. Man, we sure. And hey, I've, I'm, I've had those times, lived in those times more than I want to admit. I, have, I mean, Dusty used to joke at Selena and I. He goes, man, guys, y'all do not a whole lot really well. <laughs> y'all do lean really well. Y'all do lean really, well. really well. Yeah, and so I've been there with everybody else, but I have to come back to Scripture and go, but that's not what God was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when we think blessing, we need to think like God, that God's always thinking multiplication, mm-hmm. fruitfulness, mm-hmm. filling of us, filling. Again, every time you see God show up in these things, we've already said, you know, the, the fish. And Jesus did that twice. Remember, he fed 5,000 once, he fed 4,000 another time, and there were seven baskets left over. Yeah. That, again, back to the little widow lady and Elijah, right? She borrowed all the pots she should get, she could get her hands on. Yeah. And how many of the pots got filled? All of them. And and the supposition is is that only when she ran out of pots did it stop. That's right. If she if she'd have had more pots, that would have been an eternal pouring. It would. Have, I mean, they'd still be there today. Yeah. If they could just get <laughs> pots there, right? I mean, you know. Be, yes. You know, does that? Yes. You know, but that's God's, and I want us to meditate on that is God's heart. When he mm-hmm. talks about blessing us, mm-hmm. it's not just getting us by. It's not so we can just barely make it and have a little bit left over. Mm-hmm. It's always overflow. Yes. It's always pouring out, abundant. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I've heard the analogy, you know, people sit there and say, you know, you're either, uh, well, I can, I'm, I'm going to pick on us, right? So, Selena can typically, by her nature, be a half glass, a glass half empty, empty yes. person. Yeah. I'm typically the, by my nature, the glass half full personality. Yes. That's. Yes. Uh, but but God is neither. Yeah. God's. A, I'm just going to pour it till it runs out all over the floor. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going until it overflows and pours out down the side and runs out your front door into a river. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's part as we imagine this yeah. in our life. That is that is the heart. Mm-hmm. Because again, God said these things to himself in his heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the heart of God. Yeah. The heart of God is I am blessing you. I am removing sin and anything that would keep a curse connected to you. Mm-hmm. Right? And in that blessing to you, there is food for today and seed for tomorrow. Wow. Amen. That's awesome. All right. So now we're gonna. I'm gonna open up what we're gonna talk about on Thursday. We'll get ready to meditate here in just a minute. But okay. go to Luke chapter 16, and y'all help me remember this, unless the Holy Ghost does something different. Say, so Brad, this is what we're gonna talk about on Thursday. Right? Thursday. Because Thursday, Thursday and Tuesday. Don't get super excited. Don't get Thursday. Thursday. I want you to read this. See. This is the story of the unjust steward. We've talked about it a little bit in a couple of our gatherings. But I want to fast forward down into there. Because here's the thing. Because many times again, when we talk about seed, we can sit there and say, well, what does seed look like? Right? Mm -hmm. 
and many times in the church world, and it's not wrong, we've, but we've only equated, whenever you hear a preacher stand up and talk about seed, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Money. Because <laughs> that's all we've ever equated seed to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Scripture, uh, and we'll look at it over the weeks, seed can be the Word of God itself. That's yeah, the highest yes, seed. That's the highest seed. Right. It can include money. But it also can include other attitudes of heart and, yes. and principles of heart. And I want to open up three that I want us to talk about. And these are some things that really the Holy Spirit spoke to me when we were out at Colorado with Sophia last week. And I want to make sure we're, we're talking about because it, it really rung the bell of my heart. Mm-hmm. Not only for us mm-hmm. and where we are, but, but also us. where we all yes. are as a church family Absolutely. too. So I'm just going to open in a good way, Miss Ellie's going to open up a can of worms. Good, they're good work, we're, but we're gonna go fishing. We're not gonna, we're not gonna have any problems with these worms, right? So they're there. So, unjust. It says this: Jesus talking in verse ten of chapter sixteen in Luke. It says, "He who is," and I want you to underline these: "He who is faithful in what is least mm-hmm. is faithful in much." Right? Uh-huh. He goes, "He that's unjust in what is least is unjust in much." Verse eleven. Therefore, if you have been faithful. In unrighteous mammon, who will who will commit unto you true riches? Verse twelve. And if you have not been faithful with what is another's man's, who will give you what is your own? So here are three areas where it really can begin. Where we talk about walking out the blessing. Yes. And what does the initial seeds of walking out the blessing look like? Here are three things. The first one in, in verse 10, are you faithful in the least? And that can other translations say it like this, are you faithful in the little things? The small things, right? Verse 11, it's interesting. He, he says unrighteous mammon, and he's talking about, that's just old king, he's talking about money. So are you faithful with money? That's right. We want to talk about that. Right, because that's bigger than just giving. Right, and we're going to talk about that in the weeks ahead. There's no time to do it this morning. And then finally, in verse 12, he says, Are you faithful with what is another person's? So, for those taking notes, I want you to think today, all right, because we're talking about this in the moment when we meditate, it's going to be the meditation of, Lord, what are those good works you're asking me to do? What is, again, for us, it's the book, right? So I'm going to use our example just to help you, right? So we're going to meditate on, okay, Lord, you've asked us to write these books, and there's more coming. So that's part of Selena and I's good work that the Lord has asked us to do. But some of the first steps we can do in walking out the book thing is, okay, am I being faithful in the little things about that? What are the little things I can be faithful in connected to our books? What are the small things? Because many times, again, we think, well, yeah, when I get the big opportunity, I'll be faithful in the big opportunity. And Jesus says, no, you won't. If you haven't been faithful to do the little thing connected to the dream, then when the big thing comes, yeah, you won't be faithful there either. Right? I know we say things in our culture like don't sweat the small stuff, but Jesus never said that. Yeah. 
Jesus said, now Jesus said, don't worry about it. Yeah. But Jesus did say, be faithful in it. Right. Yeah. Right? So what are the little, what are some little things connected to that good work that you could say, okay, well, I, I may not be able to buy the, or do right now the X, Y, Z, but I can do this. Right? Then, okay, well, all right, he says, be faithful with money. Well, okay, as we're looking and saying, okay, are we setting aside the seed portion of what comes in for us for that? How can I be faithful? And we'll talk more on the money side. That's one aspect of it. But how, how Lord, can I be faithful with my money today for the good work? Is this, is this helping? Is this making sense? And then finally, am I faithful with what is somebody else's? Many times what happens is, is that's why God works this way. He gives us opportunity, right, to help someone else with what they're doing before we fully get a chance to do what is in our heart to do. And that's, and that's not a, it, it's not a, um, paying your dues. it's not a paying your dues. It's, it, it's a good thing, but it's this way. It's being faithful. So do you see this? The three ways Jesus said, Hey, listen, here are three seeds, quote unquote, that we can all start on as we walk out the blessing of God in our life, right? Committing to being faithful to the little things, committing to be faithful with our money. And there's a whole lot in that. There's a whole lot in all of them, but there's a whole lot in that one.